Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey. That was a musical intro. And we are Cinnabuds. I'm 88.9's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films Christopher Pollard. Today, we are talking about the movie Ruben Brandt, Lecter. My nightmares are getting stronger and stronger. Characters from famous paintings continue to attack me. Your compulsion to steal comes from a deeper need. You are missing something in your life. I want you to paint it. How can I paint it if I don't know what it is? Trust in the brush. Ruben Brandt Collector is the directorial debut from Millerad Christic. It is about a psychotherapist who is tortured by paintings of art and he feels the need that he has to collect all of them to kind of solve this problem that he's having, these kind of hallucinations that he has with yeah. them. And so he goes to steal these 12 pieces of art with his his patients yeah. help him do this. And um, there is hijinks and intrigue along the way. It is an animated film yeah and uh, what did you think christopher i loved it i had high expectations because of the trailer and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. i really like his style of uh illustration i like his artwork and seeing a whole movie of it i thought that's gonna be great so i was like but i hadn't heard of it before and for some reason my ego thought if i haven't heard of it it's probably not good which is ridiculous uh, but it's, it was really beautiful. That's like I could have watched it with the sound off, yeah, and enjoyed it just as much. But I did. I thought it was fun and it was crazy, and the illustration was amazing. Going in, I had these so high expectations. Oh, I was like, "This oh. everything is set up for me for going. me," and <laughs> I was so disappointed. I saw where that was going. I really, I was. I would have left. What? I would have left the theater had I not had to finish it in order to record this. The theater That's was bananas. a prison for me. That's bananas. I couldn't stand it. What what was it what was the problem? I the problem was the storyline. Yeah. You know, it had like all these things that I love. Like the animation, I thought that it was super playful and fun. Yeah. It like both of us like we love graphic novels. Yeah. You know, like both of us are graphic novel obsessives. And so I was so happy to see that this is like somebody took a graphic novel and yeah. made a movie of it. I was like, this is this is fantastic. Right. Um, but the storyline I felt was just so thin. I think the overarching difficult for me was the script. Huh. The dialogue felt like it was recorded completely separately from each other. There was yeah. nobody that was at all talking to each other. It felt so stiff. That's so it was oh. so cringy. Okay. That like none of the characters were talking to each other. None of it felt like it was none of the characters felt like they were interacting with each other. You don't really know who is the good guy or who is who is bad and it is like a yeah. thriller. That was see that was okay with me. The the kind of vague uh like moral positions in it was okay with me. I thought that made it more interesting. It was like on this like the the through line is a thriller caper sort of thing where yeah. A genuinely, a seemingly good person. He's a psychologist for arts, for artists. Yeah. Which all coincidentally happened but to be somehow, really good. Somehow he has like 
um, mansions across the world. Yeah, he and was I was like, he has like four rich. clients you know who what, are working. You know where there's a lot of money? Psychology. <laughs> yeah. He had a, his whole floor was, like was a grotto. A, his floor was a fish tank. Yeah. I thought of that too. I was like, wow, there's a lot of money in art therapy? Uh-huh. Probably not. Uh, but his patients all happen to have uh, expertise in certain kind of thievery or, or, or villainy. But he and he gets them. He creates this band of uh, thieves to help him with his problem. But they, but he never builds up the he never builds up the characters. Well, you don't know like the where are these characters' background. You don't know. You don't no, have any right. kind of attachment to them but in I any feel way. Like a it lot of caper films, like, you don't get that. You get you get some. You get, you get I'm an expert at. At, at breaking in and you don't get that you see their characters develop as they go granted this is not this type of movie is to, for me isn't like oh i want to see how these characters build and create i know i want to see just a thing happen and, so, and, so and i want to see it beautifully done with these amazing illustrations like this this is a different kind of movie than it would be like for widows for instance the other right. caper movie we've seen and so it didn't bother me. I do see what you're saying about the stiff delivery of the characters. But uh, for me, was, that seems so like a stylized choice. It's very Eastern European. And I feel like I'm like, I was like, took me forever to get into those films because of mm. that. Um, but it did seem a little stiff, but I feel like it was kind of like the Wes Anderson movies where he only has people with monotone voices. In them. Oh, my God. Uh, or it's just like, that's an intense thing. But honestly, the visual aspect of this movie totally makes up for any issues in my mind. In- it was the for me. It was the only redeeming quality. Wow! Stick around for the long version. We will be ready. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com/mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuzz comes from your membership and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Fourth generation family owned furniture and mattress retailer serving southeastern Wisconsin since 1934. Steinhoffel's offers leather and upholstery, dining and bedroom furniture, plus fireplaces and mattresses. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. Okay, okay, Polly. Yep. Let's talk about let's let's break this down. Yeah. The one thing that I really did like is the artwork. Yeah. Um Millerad Christic. Yeah. It, it it's very much a movie that seems like this is somebody who is very good at drawing yeah. and very good at art and then was given the chance to make a movie and I felt like is more of an artist than he is a director, more I mean, than he is a screenwriter, I won't more disagree. than he is any one of those things, because will, the artwork was great. I will say I don't disagree with that, even though I still liked the direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do agree that the the thing that draws you into this film definitely is the imagery and the drawings. They're amazing. I would like a second view. I know that's hellish oh idea to you. Oh, my God. Please <clears throat> but I would love a second view just to watch the background characters. Mm-hmm. Because what he said in an interview was um, he wanted every single character, even just people in the background, to have their own vibe. And it absolutely is the case. Like, if you just look at people who are, like, on the street, it's, like, two heads. Like, people, it's yeah. supposed to be a couple cuddling, yeah. and it's, like, a head on top of a head. Like, it's one well, head. And Well, this is one thing that... When I read graphic novels and what I look for in graphic novels and what I see 
in graphic novels is that sometimes people go into writing graphic novels because they are excellent artists and they are not great at story. Oh, that happens a ton. You're right. That happens a ton. And then there are some people that are great writers that aren't great drawers. It's very rare that there's both. Right? And then my, I think my favorite is somewhere in the Venn, in the Venn diagram, like a Daniel Close, who is an right. excellent, excellent writer and is an excellent, excellent drawer. Right. I think in this case, um, Millerad Christic, excellent drawer. Yeah. I mean, the the style is kind of this, oh, I want to go into art history here. There's so much of this movie is referential, not just the paintings he does. He obviously does versions. He does like Botticelli's Venus. He does all these very famous paintings, his versions of them. But even the uh, chase scenes, the car chase scenes were referential to like Bullet and French Connection, all these famous films. I felt like it was trying a bit hard there. I mean, it's possible. It is. It's interesting because he's 66 and this is his first film, which is amazing. Um and he's but he's dabbled in uh like bookmaking, painting, graphic novels. Like he's his whole life has just been trying different things. He's uh better at some than others. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, the whole movie is definitely referential to different things. I, I feel like it was it was really trying to be referential and and did it was. I'd, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it got a lot of the references and I think it worked a little harder on uh, you know, creating and making references than it did having a cohesive storyline. I mean, there was that part in the beginning where it's like two of the characters, she's a a kleptomaniac and he is the detective that is trying to find her. And they have like this really long and drawn out chase scene where you have no context to it. And then they finally beginning of the film. Then they finally finish this (laughs) chase scene. And then they like do this rewind to then try to like see where it started that just felt like it went on even longer and uh, their entire interaction was just so stiff to me that i just like did not buy the cop the cop and the thief the detective and yeah the the thing the thinnest part for me was the connection between not to give too much away but there's a connection between the cop and the psychologist that you find out and it's an interesting it's an interesting sort of interesting yet pretty conventional twist it was a huge eye roll for me (laughs) but they didn't really go any didn't go too far with it which that seemed like oh they just kind of let that peter out but the beginning uh, the beginning was amazing it was a great whole chase sequence and there's no context to it because there's it's the beginning of the film i think i mean Mm. they're setting up context which the the thief who's this acrobatic amazing woman who like you know can do can make no mistakes. Uh, kind of like reminded me of Eon Flux a little bit. It was really cool. And then um, the the story does take leaps. I get it. I get what you're saying. Like it didn't bother me, and in fact, I liked it. But I get what you're saying because it goes from one section to another. Occasionally, there's a flow. Occasionally, they just let it kind of happen. I can't tell. I don't know enough about Eastern European kind of culture or films or storytelling to know if it has to do, if that is uh, similar to mm-hmm. the kind of storytelling there or if it is clunky because it's his first film. Um, it didn't bother me at all. Like I was, but again, I was so enraptured by it visually that I was like, I'm just letting it happen. Visually it was great. And I felt like a lot of the stuff 
happened. And I was going in, I was thinking, I love animated films because yeah. you can just absolutely bend reality and you can do whatever you want. And I feel like in this, they set up a lot of things because it would look cool visually. Yeah. There was like a scene where he just had like three people and he was like telling some story and he had them like oh, humming yeah, and yeah, singing yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, this whole thing is like so much of this movie where it was just like, we can do this thing and make it look cool. Yeah. So like, let's, you know, have 10 minutes of this thing happening because we can draw it so and it make seems it like look the pacing. Well, that was, the, that scene seemed important to let, to let everyone know this is what his job is. This is what he does with these people. This is his therapy. And it's all, it's very like magical kind of feeling. The, and yet the, the director was like, he loves animation, but he said uh, he didn't want to do what they do in normal animation, which is like make everything fantastic. So a lot of the stuff he did, like he, he cited the car chase sequences. He wanted to make them more realistic. It's a two ton car. It's not going to fly in the air, but I mean, there were there were stunts in the in the car scene that you would see in a regular film, so mm-hmm. fantastical in the same way that a live film would be. Yeah, but yeah, no, I love that scene, the fire, and and they did uh, like yeah, it was great. I was in such pain the entire you were. time. I can't believe it because I it had so many things that I love. You know, it was I, I like I love the artwork. It was it felt like. Going in, I was like, this is going to be Trippers of Belleville, which is one of my favorite yeah, movies Trippers of all of time. Trippers of Belleville is great. Yeah. And uh, those. It, I thought it was if Miyazaki and Terry Gilliam, the illustrator, not the director, had a baby that was born in Eastern Europe. Wow. That was this movie. I wish. I it wish was, that was. <laughs> it was. I don't know. I think you went to the wrong movie. I think you went to a different <laughs> movie. Okay. If you liked this movie, um, I think you should check out Chips of Belleville. Yeah. If you haven't seen that. If you, you haven't have- seen this movie, I, Christopher Pollard, mm. think you should go see it. I think it's an mm. impressive film, especially to see in the theater. Uh, it's only playing today and tomorrow, so you only have a couple days to see it. Yeah. Um, if you like graphic novels, which you absolutely 100% should, I love graphic novels because, like animated film, they let you do whatever you want. And it's one person's like singular artistic vision. And so many of them are just so unique and visually interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, and then also putting it together with words on paper, you have to have a certain economy of words to be a graphic novel writer. And it, to me, it's like a mixture of poetry and art in one is the graphic novel. Uh, for me, my I think the top of the top for me is Daniel Close. Yeah, he's I have Daniel right. Close tattoo. I have like one of two tattoos I have. You have a Daniel Close tattoo? Yeah. And um, he, for me, he is the perfect. As I said before, the mixture of a person who is an excellent, yeah. just amazing storyteller. Yeah, amazing writer would just be great on print. You know, he's done the movie Ghost World. So he Ghost World and Art School Art School Confidential. Um, art school or art house confidential? Art school confidential. Art school confidential. And uh, um, so he his movies translate visually and translate to a screenplay. Mm-hmm. And he's also just an off-the-wall illustrator. Yeah. His, one of my favorites. I, I would even go so far as to say, especially with Daniel Klaus, but it's a mixture of uh, writing, art, and cinema. I mean, the way that the language of... Um, 
graphic novels, yeah, set up like a storyboard for a movie. And Daniel Klaus is particularly good at like his lettering and you know those uh, yeah. the, the the those speech bubbles and thought bubbles. I read this uh, book about him where he talks about how much thought he puts into how he draws those to reference a thought or a different language or a different vibe or something happening in the background he'll layer them so you can't read it because it's like oh that's the background it's really impressive how he orchestrates all of his books so yeah he's one of the masters of it um somebody who's a little bit newer that i am in love with um is lisa hannawalt who's probably most famous for she does all the imagery for uh, bojack horseman okay uh, so she's responsible for that imagery, but she has these two, she has more than two, but I, I think two main books that are hilarious. She's got an incredible sense of humor and it's not, um, her stuff isn't like a full story. She has one, she has a new one out that is a story, but her first two are more like little vignettes or, or almost like little visual jokes. Uh, but the best titles you've ever heard. Her first one is called my dirty dumb eyes. Well, and the second one is hot dog taste test. <laughs> It, they're so brilliant. I, I highly recommend those. They're the illustrations, just like BoJack Horseman, uh, but they have this like sadness, but also just like everyday ridiculousness, that, but with these like anthropomorphized characters. Also, I would recommend Millerad Christic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The director of this you brought film, in one of his. Yeah, books. I discovered when I was googling him this morning that I had one of his books, which I don't think I'd fully kind of taken in. Mm-hmm. But his books have the very same visual style as the movie, and they're beautiful. They're so cool looking. Um, I hope there's more of them. I'm going to look immediately after this to see if I can find more, but his stuff's really cool. I say go for the books. I would I would read one of his books, definitely. Yeah. Hands down, I would love to. Seeing the movie, never again, I'm gonna please. Own, I'm going to own this movie. <laughs> That's a fact. This has been Cinebuds. <laughs> Ruben Brandt, collector. If you want to sit through this movie, it is in the theater for another two days. I'm going to chime in real quick. <laughs> it is there for two days, and it's fantastic, and I'll go with you. All right. This has been Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by uh, DJ Kenny Perez. Oh, thank you. Our, uh, we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician uh, Brett Newski. Oh, uh, B Newsk. We also get support from Associated Bank and Steinhoffel's Furniture. We also couldn't do this without our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. Wouldn't and, want to. Yeah. And Milwaukee Film. Yeah. And uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts at Cinebuds. Look for us. Please, we're lost. Bye. <laughs>